Hi, you're listening to A Brit Difficult with August. A Brit Difficult is a podcast aimed at intermediate learners of English, and we focus particularly on British English. We're here to bring you new phrases, new vocabulary, explanations of grammar, and a chance to hear many different voices from all around the UK, both learners and native speakers. everyone hope you're well welcome back to another episode of a brit difficult uh, another solo episode for you today with just myself and we're going to be talking today about the conditional in english now this isn't something that is limited to british english um, but it's something that our guest on last week's episode dimitri mentioned um, about switching tenses and talking about the conditional and I thought it might be a nice topic to cover. Um, Not all of our episodes are going to look at something specific to British English but from hearing um, British accents and um, some words that maybe you haven't heard before and also maybe some cultural notes um, I hope that you will pick up some things that are um, helpful about British English, living in the UK Uh, all those kind of things. And as always, if there's anything you would like to hear, please drop us an email on abritdifficult at gmail.com and we'll be happy to take on your suggestions. So what is the conditional? So the conditional is often using the word if and we're thinking about a situation that may or may not come true. So there are two or three different ways that we can use this. It is a little bit complicated, so please do feel free to listen to this a few times, make your own research. Um, It is something that can be a bit tricky to understand the first time that you hear about it. So the first one is when we believe that something or a condition is likely to be true or become true in the future. When this is the case, we use the present tense of a verb with if. So couple of examples we could say uh, if the rain stops if the rain stops if the rain stops we will go to the beach so the implied meaning here is that we think that the rain is going to stop um, and that we will get to go to the beach Uh, another example um, if my friend buys carrots we can make the dish that we want to So in this case, I am pretty sure my friend's going to remember what I asked them to do and they're going to buy the carrots and then we'll get to make the dish that we want to cook. So in that case, we use the present tense and we believe that the the condition is going to be true. The thing that we're talking about, if it happens, so if it it stops raining, um, if my friend buys carrots, We use the present tense, so here we have stops, stops raining, and buys, buys carrots. So we're using the present tense. And you'll notice that the second part of the sentence is in the future tense. So often this will be something like, we will, or um, I will, you will, whatever whatever the gender and the um, person is, whether that's I, you, he, she, they, we, Um, is going to be something often in the future tense. So that's one way that we can use the conditional. 
And already there's a couple of things to remember there about using the present tense in the first part and the future tense in the second part. So another way that we can use this is in the uh, past tense. So we can add um, if to a past tense sentence and then use a modal verb in the second part. A modal verb is something like could or should or um, would. Um, these are what are called modal verbs. Um, you may or may not have heard this before, um, but we'll give a few examples and I think that might help to understand. So when we use this second way of using if and a conditional, often we believe that the condition is unlikely to come true. The if condition is not something that is likely to happen. It may happen, but the belief is that it will not or is unlikely to happen. So for example, I could say, um, if the prices dropped, we could buy a house. If the prices dropped, we could buy a house. So notice I use the past tense in the first part, if the prices dropped, and in the second part I used a modal verb of could. We could buy a house. So in this case, I am suggesting that's unlikely to happen and that we actually will not be able to buy a house. The condition for that to happen, price is dropping, that happens in the past tense and that means, uh, that points towards us thinking that it's not going to happen. Now, the use of the past tense makes it sound like it did happen. I think that's what can be very confusing about these kind of sentences. Um, but it's a pattern that we just need to get used to. So here's another example. If the workers stopped complaining, the environment at work would be much happier. If the workers stopped complaining, the environment at work would be much happier. So again, I have a past tense. If the colleagues stopped complaining, the environment would be much happier. And here I'm using a past tense for one verb and an ing for the other. This is completely acceptable as long as we are talking about the past. So we can talk about the past um, perfect or we can talk about the past progressive. It doesn't matter as long as the first part with the if is in the past tense. Finally, we have um, probably the most complicated of all of the conditionals and this is the one that Dimitri was talking about last week and this is when we are talking about something in the past that we wish had happened or we're talking about what would happen if that was true but it didn't happen. So it's something um, that is almost impossible to be true mostly because it's something that happened in the past and never came true. So it would almost be magic if, if that condition did become true. So for example, uh, I could say, um, if he had told her, she would not have been so angry. If he had told her, if he had told her, she would not have been so angry. So, very complicated sentence. 
if he had told her so had told so we're using um, the past perfect here so had told and in the second sentence we're using a modal um, with the word have so would have so she would not have been so angry if he had told her she would not have been so angry another example if they had started earlier they would have not finished so late if they had started earlier they would not have finished so late so again we have a past perfect so if they had started had started earlier and in the second part we have they would not have finished so late would not have and finished so late so these are very complicated sentences because they combine a few tenses uh, a few different ways of conjugating verbs um, but I think the more you hear them the more that you will get used to them um, as a native speaker I actually never thought about how using either the present tense or the past tense or the past perfect um, points to how likely the condition is to be true uh, until I did a little bit of research and um, I think if you particularly like grammar or knowing why we use different patterns for things it can be helpful to know this but don't think about it too much as long as what you're trying to say is understood by the other person I don't think it's too important to get the grammar 100% correct, at least when you are still learning English. So, spend some time listening back to those examples, try to make your own, um, try to get used to understanding which kind of verb you need in which scenario, and if you want, you can send your attempts at those to uh, abritdifficult at gmail.com and maybe I'll read some of those out and give you some feedback. So let me introduce you to a new phrase as always for the end of our episode. So today's phrase is to take a peek. So peek is spelt P-E-E-K, to take a peek. So this phrase is to used to talk about having a quick look at something. Um, often it might be something that's supposed to be um, secret or something you're not supposed to look at, but generally it can mean just to have a very quick look at something. So um, let's say maybe your friend has a cat that just had kittens and you really, really want to see the kittens, but you're not supposed to. They're maybe still little babies and we're not supposed to be looking at them. But you say, okay, please, can I just take a peek at the kittens? Please let me take a peek. Let me just have a quick look at the kittens. So if you ever hear this phrase, take a peek, that is what that means. Thank you so much for listening as always. We'll be back next time with another conversation episode. Uh, really excited for this next one. Um, and then I'm thinking about maybe doing a couple of episodes um, about introducing uh, the UK to everybody. Um, I mentioned in the first episode that a lot of people are unfamiliar with parts of the UK that are not London, for example. 
and I would love to introduce some of the regions of the UK to you all and maybe give you some fun facts uh, to learn about those places, maybe introduce some slang from those places. Uh, I think that will be really interesting. So if there's anything you'd like to hear, any suggestions as always, you can contact us on the email. Um, You can also leave us a review on wherever you're listening and we'll try to take on your feedback and um, provide some more fun content for the podcast. So we'll speak next time. Take care until then. Goodbye.